And we're live. On possibly the strangest podcast that certainly I've ever recorded, or possibly has ever been recorded. I am currently lying on my back in the operating theatre in cool surgery at the hands of Dr. Richard, who is going to perform a vasectomy on me. So, Dr. Richard, I suppose if you could just give my listeners an idea as to, a roundup as to what we've discussed and what's taken place up until this point in the last few minutes, say. Okay, so uh, when Fran came in, we spent the first few minutes just uh, doing what is called pre-vasectomy counselling. It's an opportunity to ask any questions and to just let the person know when and what is involved. Um, at any point, we usually give them the option to change their mind, so it's a completely relaxed environment. So we've come along into theatre and we've prepped you uh, for it. So we've done what is called draping, which is to get everything in place. And I'm just now about to sterilise the skin because obviously this is a minor operation, so we want to make sure infection is at a minimum. So when you're good to go, I'm good to go too. Okay. Fire ahead. <laughs> okay, so what you'll feel is a bit of a warm sensation, which is just me cleaning the skin with the iodine. At any point, if you feel that anything is uncomfortable, you just let me know. Okay, so we were talking about hurdles. There are only two or three hurdles in the vasectomy. Fran has already had one of them, which is a little plastic tube that we put into the back of his hand. Not everybody does that, but we just like to make sure everything stays nice and safe. I presume, forgive my ignorance, but that's a worst case scenario. If, if something went wrong for whatever reason, Correct. we're all prepared. Yes. Okay, so we're going to start by just doing a quick examination, and that's for me to find the tube. So it feels a bit unusual, but it's not, it's not painful. Okay, so we're at what I call hurdle two, and hurdle two is where we have to make the area numb. And this is probably the only bit that people don't like, because anesthetics are a little bit acidic, so they do sting the skin. So it's not what we're doing, it's what we're using because people get a bit nervous that everything means we're using horrible instruments. But all I'm going to do now is just tell you that to expect a little bit of a sharp scratch coming at you now. And it's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. And that's hurdle 2 over. Yeah, I'd say that the first second of that countdown was mildly discomforting. I mean, it was almost like getting a, a pinprick. Yeah. But, but, you know, nothing more. So we usually wait a few seconds just to make sure that uh, everything settles down. Sometimes people take a little bit longer uh, when you have anesthetics put in. A bit like if you go to the dentist and, you know, he needs to wait a little bit longer or needs to give you a bit more. So it's important just to wait to make sure everything is nice and numb before we do your final hurdle. So what this feels like essentially is me just pushing against you. So it feels like a sort of a fairly firm push. And then what you get is a feeling like I'm about to squeeze you or pinch you. So out of five, how bad would you say that pinch was? It's done. I, I'm still waiting for you to do it. Okay. So. so it's done. So hurdle three is over and we're ready to start the procedure in earnest. 
What you'll feel is, I suppose, me moving things around. It's important that people know what's going on because obviously it's a bit of a nerve-wracking experience for you. And so I usually tell you lots. Some people don't like that. So, Fran, if you want me to be quiet, just tell me to be quiet and get on with it. Otherwise, I'll tell you what to expect and when. Is that okay? Oh, that's perfect, yeah. Excellent. So what we're doing now is just making sure we have enough local anesthetic put in before we start. And then from time to time, you'll hear a little beeping noise behind you, and that's just the little laser going on that we use to do the procedure. And that's really more a safety measure, so I know what's going on with the laser. Is that okay? Yeah. How are you doing? Fine, 100%. I mean, I'm lying down, and... You know, you're, I can't really see what you're doing, but I'm not overly concerned. Very good. There's been like absolutely no pain. You know, I don't feel like you're you're you know pulling and dragging out. It 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 almost feels like you're drawing a picture on me. Almost. Great. You know, you're just you're doing something like that as opposed to anything more. So we're going to do a little bit of a test now, and this is where I just make sure everything is numb before we start. Tell me, do you feel anything coming at you now? No. Brilliant. Okay, so an interesting note is that I'm actually using the laser on you now and you can feel nothing. So that's a good sign that everything is okay. No, I can't feel anything, but I can hear a, yes. a sizzling sound. And I can't, I'm not looking directly at it, but I can almost see what looks like smoke. Yeah, so basically we're using, I suppose, primarily heat to get into where we need to get into. Um, so there is a little bit of smoking. Some people smoke more than others. You're a smoker. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so we're making great progress. Uh, I actually have the first tube out. It's very healthy. Everything looks normal. So we're just going to work on the tube. And as I say, all you'll feel me is just moving things around. Okay. May I pull my head up and look? Yes. Okay. Okay, so just for the for the people listening, <laughs> for the few people who are still there, I'm looking down over the length of my penis and kind of over the horizon, coming up from over the horizon is what is obviously a tube gripped with a, almost like a scissors with a, a small, two small hooks forming a circle at the end. So that's called a vasectomy hook or a vasectomy loop. And it, there are no sharp parts to it at all, so it doesn't cut. So <laughs> scissors would nearly almost evoke a sense of fear that I'm going to cut something, but I'm not. I'm literally just holding on to it with a with a loop. Yes, okay? but it's it's very it's it's not what I expected. It's it's ve it's it's a tube, mm -hmm. almost like a uh, a piece of electrical cable or, yeah. or or macaroni or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do now <clears throat> is the tube sometimes has a nerve supply of its own. So I'm putting in more local anesthetic here just to blow everything up to make sure you don't feel it when I actually cut the tube. Yeah, I certainly can't feel anything. So now we make a small incision along the tube here. Okay, the laser goes into the center of the tube, so I'm against the sperms now. I'm nearly almost heating the sperms inside, and that makes it seal the tube internally. So what I'm doing is I'm heating up the inside of the tube, and then I'm going to cut the tube away. And the first tube is cut. So sometimes if you have a little bit of capillaries around here, 
just need to make sure those aren't bleeding. Just to make sure that the tubes don't touch at the end, what we're going to do is just prepare to take out a small sample so the two ends don't sit next to one another. And that essentially is to just reduce the risk of them reconnecting. So even though we take precautions, obviously some men are so fantastic and the wonders of nature, tubes can sometimes rejoin, but we try to prevent that by taking out a bit between them. Cube is effectively ready to be cut. So we're going to do exactly what we did before, which is to open the tube and internally seal it. So there's not a lot of damage occurring to the outside of the tube, so we're damaging the inside of the tube, so your body then forms a scar tissue in the tube, effectively blocking it. And you usually know that it's cooked when it looks like a bit of a cooked egg. So at this point, this tube is finished, and we're halfway there is the good news. But the bad news is, is we have one more to go. Well, th this has been perfectly pleasant now, I have to say. Again, for, for people listening, I'm, I'm lying down. I have my, my left hand behind my head just for support. Um, and the doctor has pulled out what looked like, like, a, like a spaghetti tube or... A, a, a small cable basically cut it with the laser the, the laser to me looked like a hypodermic needle there's a laser within that so instead of you ejecting something out through the hole in the tip of, an, of, of the needle the laser actually comes out through the hole in the tip of the needle Okay. so what we're going to do now is we, we've finished one side and we've looked to make sure that there's no bleeding it's completely dry, there's no blood um, so we're going to actually look for the tube on the right hand side so the right-hand tube can sometimes be a little bit play hide-and-seek. It can sometimes be a little bit further back, or sometimes you might find the testicles are at a different level, and that's actually quite normal. So what we have to do, is, because this part of it is effectively a blind procedure, is we have to just manipulate the tube to the hole that we've created, which is what I'm doing now. So with my finger... I can nearly feel the tube underneath my finger so that I know it's right under the hole before I grab onto it. Okay. Excellent. So what I'm going to do to begin with, though, is more of my lemon juice. So this should not be as intense as the first. You may feel a little bit of a scratch now. And that's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Out of five, how is that? Oh, I, I couldn't. You, you could have just pretended to have done that and not done it. I didn't feel a thing. Okay, so we just wait a little while to make sure that that has a chance to make the, the structures numb before we hold on to it. So again, what we have to do with this tube is just find, find it and bring it out, and then we're on to the home stretch. You'll feel there's a little bit of movement coming at you now again, okay? And what this again feels like is a bit of a squeeze or a pinch coming at you now. So out of five, how bad is the pinch? I genuinely can't feel a thing. All right, good. We're on a winner then. Okay. 
Okay, so I'm actually holding on to the second tube now. So we're going to put in a little bit more local anesthetic to be generous, just to make sure you don't feel anything when we do it. Do you feel anything coming at you now? No. Brilliant. seconds. Just do a little bit of a test now. Now tell me if you feel anything coming at you now. Anything? Nope, not a thing. Brilliant. So now I can see the tube just showing its head. Use a little hook just to hold on to it so it doesn't disappear. doing? Perfect, yeah, 100%. It has the feeling that you're doing it to someone else because there's genuine, genuinely, it, 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 it looks like I'm watching some, it looks like I'm watching it being done to someone else. Okay, so there is the tube. So usually at this point, I slightly make a tongue-in-cheek remark, which is this will now be the last chance you get to change your mind. On a serious note, if you wanted to change your mind, now is the time to do it. No, you can, you can walk away. Okay. You've come this far. Has anyone in your experience opted out at this stage? Never. It's usually, I usually say that to lighten the mood. I think yeah. once you get this far... They have a kind of almost a, a personal vendetta against it, and uh, it means it's going to be done no matter what. I've come this far, I have to finish it. Yes. So what I'm doing again is I've opened the tube, and I'm now sealing the internal lumen, it's called, using the laser. So that's done. So the tube is now separated. That's it. There really is no going back now. There goes any future child's allowance. <laughs> so in the same way as we did with the first, what we're going to do is just take a little sample out just to make sure the tubes don't sit next to one another. And then we're pretty much done. How are you doing? Fine, 100%. It genuinely looks like you're doing this to someone else. There was a, a very, very mild pinch when you put that needle into the back of my hand. Okay. A very mild pinch. Yeah. Um, and that's been the worst of it so far. 
and you are a smoker. I don't see this much smoke here. It's <laughs> something you're eating. Okay. So on that note, I will say to you the procedure is officially over. But we do need to watch you for a little while just to make sure that there is no bleeding and you feel okay. It is now finished. Thanks. Would you do it a second time? Well, I obviously, I hope, I'm hoping not to have to bleed. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, kind of hypothetically, if if someone was needed to show the procedure to somebody else. Yeah. And I was—I could be a candidate for whatever reason, in an, in an instant, like in a heartbeat. It was a—it was nothing. Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm just going to sort of let things set before I put on the final uh, padding, and then pretty much the only decision you have to make is whether you now want tea or coffee. I'd murder a coffee, doctor. <laughs> As I outlined to your receptionist when I originally booked the appointment a month or two ago, the reasoning behind making the recording was because I was actually shocked at the response that I got from friends of mine when I told them that I was going to have a vasectomy. Because they went, oh, like the, there was just a kind of a, almost like a childish knee-jerk reaction to, you know, anybody going down there that, you know, wasn't their partner or, you know, for sexual pleasure, say. Anything aside from that was just like, oh, no, never. Do you find that, or yeah, often men would um, uh, sort of you know make you know little jokes about things, and to be honest, I do so many. You know, this is pretty much like your job. You, it's a surgical procedure, um, but I try to kind of keep things nice and light-hearted and relaxed because you know even with the most relaxed person, it is something that you know does cause a bit of anxiety. So if you can do anything to kind of allay that and sort of lighten the mood, it helps because it's very important that men stay still and not get nervous because we all know what happens when men get nervous. Their testicles disappear. Uh, and the last thing you want to do is to get into a tug-of-war match. So it's important to be relaxed. And again, sometimes there are people in the surgical theater, and that can cause anxiety as well. So I tend to just be the two of us simply because men just feel more relaxed with less people circulating around them. So, yeah, I mean, I, most people who do the vasectomy are very conscious of the fact that this is not a normal life experience. So in some respects, you know, we try to keep you as relaxed as possible and make it seem like if it's just another day for us, whereas for you, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So hopefully that was uh, not worse than you thought it was going to be. No, no, like, I, I wasn't expecting it to be bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I certainly wasn't expecting it to be as pedestrian as it was. So it's completely dry. There's no blood at all. Everything looks exactly as it did before I started. You can't even see the incision. And in fact, when it all heals up, you won't be able to find the scar. So all I'm doing is putting a nice, generous amount of gauze padding over the top, and then we're going to get you dressed.
guys just while we walk here. The entire office in here are in your pocket. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. That's exactly where they are, yeah. Okay, so that's that's it, that's it done, and more or less essentially the whole thing is over. Uh, you can stay lying out for two seconds. Okay, no worries. Just probably lay it down to uh, concentrate full dress, and I'm going to leave you actually sitting on the trolley for a little while. Okay. Just to make sure that the fact you feel okay, sometimes when people sit up, they feel a bit lightheaded, so we'll keep you sitting down. Thank you. So just for the, the listeners, I'm literally just still lying in the lying on the surgery table I haven't gotten up but uh, Dr. Richard helped put my boxes over my feet I pulled them up um, and then he put my trousers my feet through my trousers and I pulled them up so I've literally just put my belt up and so I'm back lying fully clothed lying down on the, the bed the operating here. okay so I'm going to sit your head up and this is what you're going to stay on here while you're having your coffee okay uh, Please, yeah, black one sugar. Be great. Because I won't get that at home. <laughs> For yourself, I love that comment. She's not going to like that. It was supposed to be a coffee. And again, just for the. Just for the sake of the recording, to those of you who managed to stay and listen, before I was brought into the, the kind of the operating room, which isn't that daunting really. I mean, it's just a, it, 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 it's a it's a room that is clean as opposed to a clean room, as such um, typical of a, of a doctor surgery. Before we came in here, we were in almost like a consultation room where Doctor Richard double-checked it, I was sure this is what I want, wanted to do. He went through a couple of alternatives. Um, he mentioned the success rate, which I'll, pro I'll probably post a picture or two of the... I'll probably post a picture or two of the literature that he gave me. Um, he had to double-check a couple of things. Very typical kind of stuff. Like, if, you're, if you ever signed up to a, a skydive or a bungee jump or something, you know... Have you got heart problems? Have you got a pacemaker? These kind of questions. Or, or if you're ever in, in the doctor and you're sick and you're getting antibiotics, they'll ask you, are you allergic to uh, penicillin or paracetamol? Or have you uh, ever had any adverse reaction to uh, iodine or you know something? that For me, as is typical for most people, I would imagine, it's just no, 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 no. Were you ever hospitalised? Did you ever have this problem, that problem? No, 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 no. Typical when you're, even when you're looking for car insurance these days, that, you know, are you a smoker? You know, have you had a bad fall? All these different things. It was just no, no, no across the board. He double-checked and double and treble and quadruple-checked. Was I sure I wanted to have it done? He didn't go as far as to try and put me off, but just before it, 
So there, there certainly was, there certainly was a feeling that if I wanted to just kind of say, Do you know what, I want a, a week or two to think about it, that would have been fine. It's not as if the doc- I never, I, I never at one stage got the feeling that you know I was there, this was happening, and I had you know gone past the point of no return. Up until he had you know made the made the incisions, whereby hopefully you were still listening and, and heard how relaxed I was about the whole thing, and still am. You know, seconds afterwards, I'm sitting here upright again. Typical kind of. Um, table that you'd see in any kind of hospital or doctor surgery, almost like an ambulance bed type thing. Uh, so he has the the back of it elevated, so I'm not sitting fully upright. I'm, I am upright, but I'm kind of leaning back, I'm at leisure. He's pulled over the, the table whereby he'd usually have his instruments sitting on it. You know, that kind of stainless steel, shiny table that they'd have. Um, that's pulled over beside me, presumably it's for my coffee, which I'm quite looking forward to. Um... And that's about it. So the doctor's just come back. So this is just a bit of work for you. Is we normally give you a little anonymous survey to fill in. Okay. Um, so it's ten questions as to how it went for you. I won't know any of the responses you've given, but it's just how you felt the, the procedure went. And we just use it to kind of audit what we do and if it's up to a good standard. Um, so if you don't mind filling that in, as I say, I won't know any of the answers you give. So we'll go to this. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, 100%. No problem. Um, I'm going to read these out as I answer them, if you don't mind, because I, I don't mind you knowing what I, what I say. Yeah, um, Oh, yeah, perfect. 100%. Um, did you experience any problems booking your resecting appointment? Nope. Not by hit yes, by mistake. Nope. How good was the information leaflet sent to you prior to your appointments to prepare you for today's operation? Very good, I'm giving it top marks. It came in the post a couple of weeks ago. Um, again, very straightforward kind of stuff. How useful did you find the consultation with the doctor slash nurse before the operation? I'm giving it top marks, very useful. These are rated, you know, very useful, fairly useful, okay, poor, useless, not applicable. It's all been top marks so far. Did you feel comfortable having the procedure done at the surgery? I think the recording will attest I was, I was completely at ease which is the, the highest rating I can give here. How do you rate the theatre, premises and facilities available here for today's operation? Top marks, excellent. How did you rate the doctor's manner and communication during the operation? Excellent, again, top marks. How did you rate the assistant during your appointment with us? Excellent, top marks, couldn't have done more. How would you describe the level of pain you felt during the operation? No pain, literally. Like, it's very painful, painful, slightly painful, some discomfort and no pain. No pain. Um, what was your overall impression of having a vasectomy undertaken here at the surgeon? Surgery, top marks, excellent. Uh, how likely are you to recommend our clinic to friends or family if they needed similar care or treatment? Extremely likely. Likely, I'll do it again, top marks. Uh, it's cool surgery. Dr. Richard is, is who prefer, performed it on me. I didn't get this for free. It, I'm not getting it at a discount because I'm kind of plugging it. Nothing of the sort. I paid like anybody else will pay. Uh, which doctor operated on, on you today? Dr. Richard Luck Tong. Take his name. At which surgery did you have your operation today? I'm in Coo. The selection is Ballyowen Lane Medical Centre, Lucan, Mullingar Medical Centre, PCC Mullingar, and then it has another location. Please specify the name below. Um, feel free to provide any further comments on the questions above. 
or compliments, suggestions regarding your mastectomy and our service. And I'm just going to make a note. Um, couldn't be more satisfied from start to finish. Um, and then done. Done, I said. Okay, this isn't letting me go past done, so maybe I skip something. Uh, no. Thank you. Return to start. Click kiosk mode. No, I'm done. Time to enjoy my two chocolate digestive biscuits and a cup of coffee. So I'm just going to leave this recording on the off chance that the doc comes back. At this point, I might add, I still have the needle in the back of my hand. Um, you know, there was a, a mild pinch feeling. Um, when you put that in, it, it was nothing. I mean, Jesus, it, it, was, it was nothing. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't actually think of anything that it would be comparable to, given how non-existent it was. I mean, it wasn't like being pricked with a pin. It wasn't getting stung by a nettle, like, they're way too strong a comparison, like, there was nothing remotely like those, a mild pinch at, at best, now, a mild pinch from a two-year-old, so, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up, at, what is it, just show you half an hour, I'll probably pick this up in the car, but um, if you stayed with me that long, thanks a lot, and good luck. Okay, so after a, maybe a 10 minute wait here, the doctor's band just to basically give me my, um, what, what are you giving me now? Your parting instructions. Parting instructions, okay. So basically, um, uh, it's very important, this is just the first part of the procedure, so now the important bits is you looking after yourself. So the information leaflet that you have has the aftercare instructions, you need to make sure that you keep the wound clean, dry and covered. It is permissible to shower, but just don't sit in a bath of water or go swimming until you're happy that the wound is healed. On average, it would take about 7 to 10 days in most people for it to heal, but it doesn't matter if a shower wets it. At the end of the shower, you um, dry everything off with a clean towel, provided you with some sterile gauze padding packs. You just need to place a packet of gauze in front of the wound, and that's followed by your tight underwear. The tight underwear is essential for the next two weeks to make sure you minimize the amount of movement there is in the testicle sac and it helps with uh, reducing swelling and also reducing any discomfort. Now, it, often men uh, would have no experience of pain for the first few days and they think, right, I'm one of the lucky ones, this was a breeze. And then in a few days after that, they start feeling a bit of pressure developing in the testes. And that actually is quite normal in about 20% of people. And it's because the tubes have been blocked. So there is a bit of a back pressure. Usually just taking something like Nurofen, possibly even using an ice pack is helpful. But men tend to worry that something's going wrong because they've had a good few days. And then essentially the pain starts. But to be honest, it's really more heaviness. Um, so that is to be expected. If there's any problems at all, there is a telephone number that I normally get you to keep hold of, uh, which comes directly to me. So if at the weekend or after hours there are any problems at all and you're experiencing something that I didn't tell you to expect, then just call me and I'll tell you what to do. Okay. So 
roll on the 28th of December and you have a letter that you're taking home with a, a date on it and that's the date that the semen sample is due. So what I'm looking for is for you to open the letter and it just describes to you how the sample is produced. But in effect, it will ask you to abstain from intercourse for three days before the sample is produced. The sample gets produced into this pot, okay, which is already labeled with your and my details. But you must put the date of the sample on the pot where it's marked in pink. And then again on the form with the date and the time. Sample gets placed back into the biohazard bag, sealed, closed, and put into this pre-addressed envelope. And this is the technician who goes to, uh, to process it. I just ask you to put some stamps onto it and send it in the ordinary post. It usually takes about three or four days for her to turn it around, and she will give the result to me, which I will then communicate to you. We send you a letter with a hard copy of the result. Um, and I'd like you to wait until you see that letter with your name on it that says you are sterile before you assume the procedure has worked. And up until then, you need to continue to use contraceptions just in case it is a failed procedure. So the end point to this is a letter with your results saying you are sterile. And that's going to be in and around the 2nd or 3rd of January. Okay. And so just in summary, and to, to clarify for myself, for the next 16 weeks or so, there's absolutely no guarantee that I'm that the not that the procedure has not that the procedure hasn't worked, but that it just hasn't been fully effective yet. Correct. So in 16 weeks' time, I'm going to uh, produce a sample of semen in uh, the container that you provided with me there. Sign it, date it, send it back to you, yeah. and then not until I get the official results back that everything is 100%, am I to assume that I'm sterile? Exactly. And then after that point, you and your partner can just stop using contraception. You can rely on it as long-term contraceptive after that. Okay, brilliant. And is there a restriction now? I mean, am I to abstain from sex for the next week or well, month? Or... Only really for about two or three days, and that's really more from the point of view is if there's too much vigorous activity, you could set off a bleed internally. So really, as a rule of thumb, about two or three days before you get back into the saddle, so to speak. <laughs> And please refrain from things like uh, contact sports um, and be sensible a little bit about lifting. Uh, if you do a lot of exercise, sometimes high-impact exercises like running, you may very well want to not do, simply because it moves around the tissue that's trying to heal. And when that happens, it tends to swell. Swelling equals pain. So you're looking really at about 10 days to two weeks before you're back to normal full activity. That is, of course, unless you're a rugby player, you probably won't, don't want to, <laughs> to do that okay. for another month. <laughs> okay. Um, that's pretty much it, in a nutshell. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Well, listen, thanks a million for, A, doing the procedure, and B, being cool with the recording or whatever else. And, um, yeah, hopefully I won't have to come back for another one. Well, if you, yeah, exactly. If you do anyway, just give me a call and we'll sort you out. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, I'm back in the car after the procedure. Uh, the whole thing was a little bit surreal, I'm not going to like it. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, it's a nothing thing, it really is, lads. Um, and I suppose some, if not all of you, may be wondering, especially if you've managed to fucking stay this long, is why in the name of Jesus did I record it and upload it? Like, you know, a bit odd. But the reason, and I think I might have mentioned this to the doctor earlier, the reason is because of the nothing short of childish attitude that I've gotten from people 
who, who, who essentially need one. Like, I have, like, it's fucking mad to think that I have friends, full-blown fucking adults, intelligent men, who don't want more kids, but are making their partners, and, you know, they don't want more kids, their partners don't want more kids, they're, they're done. But they're continuing to use, you know, either uh, condoms or um, you know, coils or pills or, or all sorts of other things that don't have the, the success rate of the vasectomy. I believe women can do the kind of the equivalent of a vasectomy where their tubes are tied. But my understanding is that that's like a, that's an overnight thing. Now, I stand to be corrected on that, but it's certainly not a do-it-while-you-wait thing, which is essentially how I felt mine just went. And according to, to Dr. Richard, mine was just bog standard, just, you know, no different than anyone anyone else that he's ever done. Um with the with the ex- notable exception that I'm a smoker. <laughs> I don't know if that was caught in the recording, and I really hope he's not too faint to be heard. And I'll try and do a bit of trickery with the uh, with the audio. And by trying to do a bit of trickery, I'll get past guest and friend of the show uh, and younger brother of mine, Pat, to to do some trickery with it, to see if I can maybe raise his voice because he was a soft-spoken kind of guy, and the the recording setup wasn't exactly ideal. But uh, look. I'm uh, making these recordings to provoke conversations and initiate some change. So if this helps one other person to bite the bullet and make the decision to essentially man up and take care of his family's future, which is essentially what you're doing when you get a vasectomy, you're you're, you're taking you're you're taking some fucking ownership of your life. I've said this this before. This idea that you're 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 steering your ship, like you're you're in control. And if you're not, you fucking should be. I mean, do what you can to, to take back control. But I know people who have quite casually said that, you know, their, their last kid, or maybe even their last two or three kids, were accidents. Like, for fuck's sake, lads. I mean, accidents. You don't think that there's enough people in the world without, you know, people who weren't brought into the world intentionally? I don't know, just, you know, take some ownership of your life. Um... If a vasectomy is on the cards for you, don't be put off by this idea that it's kind of sore or painful or intrusive or anything. It's a nothing procedure. And again, hopefully this recording will help someone along the way. If not, you know, no harm done. And I'll chat to you soon.